it's just different. Hopeless at one point, and they have an opportunity to make you go harder, make you get in that booth and just really express that hopelessness. Like, man, y'all don't understand. This is like, you know what I mean? You dig from a different place. That, that bottom of your soul, that pit, homie, where, your, where, where you felt like the shit was... Shit, if in your mind it ain't gon' happen, shit, it probably won't I took some risks, some people probably won't That's how I grateful for the fruits of all my labor Hard to live and know you sick, I'd rather be with my creator Think the time's up, I hit the stool and got my rhymes up Alright, welcome back to another episode of Foresight Podcast More gems, what's up, man? Not much, my brother, what's going on with you? Nothing much, man. Just another. It's actually a long, long weekend, so I'm ecstatic about that. So can't complain. Yeah, right. Able to kind of chill out and take your foot off the gas for a little while, and you know, right. we both have busy schedules, but it's nice to just be able to get some rest and be able to do what you need to. You know. Right. All right, man. So uh, before we get into this week's uh, episode, we got a good one for y'all. Um, obviously, we continue to uh, appreciate all of you guys who continue to support us, rock with us, you know, and give us uh, all our flowers when you see us in person or on social media. We appreciate y'all and continue to show your support by giving us a five-star rating on all your listening platforms, you know, Anchor, YouTube, Spotify, and also subscribe so you can catch all the gems when they drop for y'all. All right, so L, this week uh, we're going to get into some real talk, honestly, um, and we're going to be on the subject of leadership. So a recurring theme that seems to be present in our culture that seems to be talked about, kind of complained about as well, is just the lack of male leadership that seems to be present. So just on that statement alone, what do you think about when you hear that? Um, I don't, I mean, I guess that's, that's a tough question. It just depends who you are as a, as a man. Um there's a lot of people are lacking leadership in multiple ways in different ways, but there's also men that step up to the plate that are great at leadership. It just, I guess it depends on how you kind of look at leadership. Uh, how you kind of look at that angle of like, what do you define leadership as? It could be helping others. It could be um, someone who's, who's able to make decisions where somebody else can't make those decisions. So it just depends on what are you looking at to see, if kind of see where we lacking though. I don't think we lack, I don't think we lack, in my opinion, personally, I don't think we lack leadership as males in this uh, culture and this theme. Are you talking about like this generation or? Yeah, like- I was saying this generation because it seems that this is like a, a new school thing rather than an old school thing. I don't think this was really as complained about. Um, you know, with our parents' generation, I don't think that was really so much a complaint. Um, but it seems like nowadays, and, and I, I can kind of see where it's coming from, right? If you look on social media, obviously, you know, um, especially sticking with just males, it's like a lot of people are coming from more single-parent households, so they don't have that male figure uh, as present on a regular basis unless, you know, maybe you're in school and you're getting that from a teacher, from a coach, right? So it's that, and then as a result, you have a bunch of people who don't grow up seeing that, so then they don't know how to, you know, do that. You know, it's like the same thing we talk about with, like, being able to show love if you don't see it shown to you you don't know how to show it yourself i think that's more so the angle that people kind of approach it from yeah i mean yeah i guess you can say it from that point of view i mean there is a lot of looking back at now there's a lot of people that do have single family homes and stuff and it's like um kind of with the angle i'm trying to i don't know what type of angle i'm trying to take on this but 
basically they don't get to see that male leadership like older folks used to see uh male leadership so i guess now they're just more out there just looking for some type of leadership it could be from athletes it could be from uh rappers some type of some type of figure so i think it they need to kind of look for leadership in different ways now in my opinion yeah and then there's also different aspects that we're going to take in but i think going on to the next thing i think as we grow up we start to kind of see that you know there are people who are able to excel at being able to show leadership better than others like some people like you talk about you know in sports especially you start to see this or when you get into like organizations like student council and things of that nature people right. are just better at you know whatever maybe it's the personality maybe it's the way they were raised they're better at being able to show leadership better than other people right and so right. those people it's like you kind of you look at them as an example now i think in school though it's kind of tricky because their school i think sometimes look at people who have strong personalities and they try to and teachers or you know maybe higher ups will try to repress that it's like ah you know you're a distraction rather than saying you have natural leadership ability maybe you're a person who has a more curious mind you have a you know you have that ability to be able to think outside the box and maybe be able to have your own independent opinions maybe those people get there their leadership quality is suppressed and say, look, now you need to be able to follow. Right. What do you think about that aspect? Um, I don't, I don't like that because me, me, I just actually got a promotion in my current role right now. And that's something that I'm learning right now is leadership and kind of managing a team now. Mm -hmm. And at first, the first month or so, it was actually very hard to lead because you have to deal with different personalities, but the way that I kind of lead is, you don't want to make the person underneath you feel like they're under like below you kind of for my opinion uh just from me having to answer to like people like coaches and um basketball players on my team just whatever you can think of as leadership is like i think the best leaders are the ones that kind of make you feel as important as them Mm -hmm. You kind of know your role at the same time, but you then that kind of humbles you. You're like, okay, um, I know who I am. I know who that person is. He might be better than me at this situation. And um, that's kind of where I like leaning on it. Because like LeBron James, for example, he's not like a Kobe Bryant leader. Kobe Bryant is like, a, do what I say, follow me. Because basically what you're saying, and LeBron is like, give them the ball maybe four or five times to get them warmed up. That's going to make them all be able to, kind of work together and make y'all's goals even better by having that leadership of bringing the team together. So I don't think you should have a leadership strategy of do it my way. And that's the only way you can do it because I think you're going to get less results from your team or whoever you're trying to make follow you and get to that goal. So I don't think you should be bossy at all. Yeah, I like the example you just kind of introduced because it, it, it depicts that there's different ways for people to show leadership. Right. right now, there are those who would argue one way is better than the other, and I think that's on the individual person. Um, one movie example, I know you know people like, oh, a movie, but it actually is kind of depicted pretty well, is there's a movie that I really like. It's called Troy. And Troy is, you know, about Greek mythology, but one of the most famous uh, characters from that is this uh, character Achilles, right? And Achilles is, you know, this great soldier, this great warrior, but he has to answer to someone he doesn't respect, right? A higher up he doesn't respect, uh, Agamemnon, right? And so then um, one of the kings he's fighting with kind of has to explain to him that, listen, before you can lead, you must understand how to follow. So you hear that, you hear that quote, what do you think about that? 
No, I agree. It's, it's kind of what I was telling one of the, my uh, colleagues uh, that's that just got onto the role. I said, I know you have the sales experience of 12 years, blah, 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 but it's a whole different industry of what you're learning. And just, you have to kind of, you can't run before you learn how to walk. You got to learn how to walk before you can run. So it's like, learn the material, learn whatever your craft first before you try to kind of demand things or try to make other people follow you. And I think even when you do become a follower, you need to be a student as a game as well. So it's like that person can't just always try to just get to the to get to the top at, before learning how to do all the right proper steps. So I definitely agree with that. I've never seen that movie. He kind of made me kind of want to go watch it now because it's like, that's actually a true statement. And I kind of agree with that a lot. Yeah, because like with that, with that illustration, you know, you, you kind of see a, a person where it's like, I'm because Achilles is one of the greatest, if not the greatest warrior of his time, right? So with his expertise level, it's like it's hard for him to be kind of take correction unless he respects you, right? And so then it goes to this whole idea that um, respect is not given is earned one. And then it's like, well, if I don't like the way things are doing that I'm going to buck the system. And right. those type of people who don't, you know, take criticism or don't take, you know, leadership or don't take instruction as easily, those people get looked at as nuisances. It's like maybe they just see things differently right. or it takes a little bit more effort. It's like, what is the balance there? Or like those are usually like, OK, like taking it to a LeBron aspect. Right. LeBron right. is one of those players who people will say it's harder to coach him because he's so great. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, he's tough to coach or he doesn't listen. It's like, well, you know, maybe it's just you have to actually know what you're talking about. You have to come correct. Yeah. You can't just do things and he's going to just take you blindly. Right. A LeBron or a Kobe. I think anybody who's ex exceptional, they're tougher to coach because you have to actually have a higher level of expertise. You can't just tell them things. You can't just be a normal coach and be like, oh, yeah. Like, that's why I think a lot of basketball players or sports players admire another basketball player that are coaches. Because they've been in that situation. It's like, okay, you've been yeah. in these game six, game sevens. You can understand where I'm coming from instead of saying, like, oh, I just analytics says this. Like, you actually been in that format. So, yeah. Definitely. And I think that, like, especially like you're talking about, I think credibility is a big thing with people nowadays, right? You, you look at yep. the modern athlete and even, um, even take it to dating, which we'll get into a little bit. It's like, how can I take you seriously? How can I take your instruction if I haven't seen you do it before? You know, it's where we're kind of at in life. You know what I'm saying? Right now, looking at leadership in sports and coaching, since we're on that subject, though, uh, you know, how is it like me who played football, you played basketball? What are some characteristics or some qualities um, that kind of depicted a good leader, whether it's one of your teammates or a good coach? And what are some bad qualities like, a, you know, something where it's like, ah, eh, I'm not going to listen to this guy or this guy's not a good leader? What would you say? Um. For me, for coaches, I'll start with the coaches aspect of it. Um, I thought my high school coach was, he was a good slash bad. I think when my coach, he was a, um, he was good at, he was good at um, basically building a team. He's kind of like a Greg Popovich, building like our team that was like very, Seven Lakes was like, we're very talented, but he made that talent go further by having structure, by having things like get a weight room at this certain time, make sure we do conditioning, make sure we do all that. So it made us go further and we was like disciplined when we playing games and stuff like that. But when it comes to the whole trying to build up your team, he might go yell in your face and 
literally like scream at you like like super loud and some people not like me i don't they don't that don't really work with me that's gonna just make me mad so mm-hmm. like i'm gonna just do the opposite so you kind of gotta i think phil jackson had a good way of lowering his players of kind of learning each and every one of those players and kind of learning their uh how to manage him. He knew he had to get Shaq mad. He knew to get Shaq to get into games, he used to tell Kobe, if you don't give him the ball a certain amount of times at this uh, spot, we're going to lose a big fella. He knew to lose Kobe. Uh, he had to make sure that if people were around Kobe that wasn't working hard, he was going to probably lose Kobe. Kobe going to get mad, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I think knowing your personnel of knowing your players and kind of handling them each and every way individually is the way you should go, I think, as a coach. And as a player, I look at like a LeBron James as a as a ideal person now. It's like it's okay to scream sometimes, like get crazy or be like, come on, what are y'all doing? But at the same time, go to like team dinners, go to like do things like if you see LeBron, but we're all gonna go to Las Vegas for this part of the summer. We're gonna train, we're gonna do this so we can have that chemistry because all that's gonna do is result into on the court by you having a friendship because like if I do scream, you know, I'm just passionate about this. You're not just thinking like, oh, I'm just, just saying this like that. So Kobe Bryant is my favorite player, but I also don't think his leadership was good at all. It's like you just screaming at a player, you just sitting there calling him soft, calling him this, calling him that, is going to make them just disengage. You're really not going to win. So my question to you is, what do you think is the best method to go about for – Player-wise, I start with player-wise. Good question. Um, honest, honestly, I would say Michael Jordan got it down, Pat, um, because Michael Jordan had, to me, the perfect balance of Mike and LeBron, right? There are people who would say LeBron is too nice and too passive-aggressive. Now, I don't agree with that, but I think they would say that he doesn't know how to kind of cause confrontation and cause fights because i do think there is a level of that where you if you are going to be seen as a leader you have to know how to confront people right um there are those who would argue that lebron doesn't know how to do that enough or doesn't know how to do it in a volatile enough manner right, right. kobe i think it was the opposite end of the spectrum i think kobe didn't understand how like your teammates are people too or he got that a little too late uh, in his career, I think once he like he lost to the Celtics in 07, right, when he lost that first one, I think he had to understand like, okay, this is bigger than just me playing well. I have to, like he said this, I had to learn how to bond with my teammates on a deeper level, which meant spending time with them, which meant having camaraderie with them. With Mike, he started off like early off in his career, um, from what I understood. You know, he was the type, no, I'm only going to look out for myself. I'm only going to get mine. I'm going to score and do my my thing. But then Phil kind of got in his head and was like, look, you can do that and score all the points you want, but then you're not going to win. And the Pistons are going to keep beating you, right? Or you can trust these guys a little bit more, spend time with them. And he was the type, you know, to always go gambling, always go golfing, always, you know, play cards with the guys. So I think there's a healthy balance of understanding, like, I have to connect and bond with these guys, but then still – have the personality to lead by example and kind of give them a kick in the ass whenever they need to as a leader, right? Um, I think you do have to have your vocal blueprint. You know, I think the, the type of uh, players that just lead by example, um, your your leadership, in my opinion, from what I've seen is capped, like a Kawhi Leonard who only leads by his play. It's like, yeah, but you don't have your voice. You don't have your blueprint. You don't have your personality stamped in the team. Like you look at like uh, a Tim Duncan, 
his personality became the Spurs. They were mature. They were mild mannered. They were calm under pressure. You know what I'm saying? They knew how to execute. They were smart. Magic Johnson, fast paced, up tempo, leader, passion. You know what I'm saying? Michael, same thing, tough, discipline. Uh, LeBron, even his championships team, smart, methodical, shooters, you know, that type of thing. So I think to really truly be the stamp of a good leader, in my opinion, when it comes to sports, your personality is uh, infused into the team, and the team largely takes on your personality, uh, at least the good qualities of your personality. To answer your question. No, yeah, that's real true. Because it's like, what do you think the Warriors' type of mindset is? Because I think they have. I know it's really off topic, but what type of strategy do you think they have for leadership uh, standpoint? To Some me, um, the well, Steph. To me, to, to first off, Steph is the personality blueprint that they give. You look at Steph; he's fun. He likes to have enjoy himself. He likes to have fun. He doesn't take himself too seriously, and so right. he doesn't take the game too seriously, right? Now their thing is all about motion, constantly moving and manipulating the defense to be able to create opportunities and mismatches. You look at Steph; he never stops. He never move. He never stops moving. He's always putting pressure. He's always constantly trying to create mismatches for himself. He's always trying to get open, and then um, obviously. Yeah, Draymond Green, who, you know, is that little, like, insertion of a passion that you need. Like, I think you need, you know, that sort of wild card on every roster, right, that kind of just gives you all that extra little jolt. Um, and then Clay Thompson, the mild-mannered kind of just workhorse, you know what I'm saying, who just he goes, he does what he needs to do, and he goes home. Uh, but to answer your question, I think the Warriors is just all about culture and a holistic approach, which – they got a lot from Phil Jackson because of Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr played for Phil and He's Steve Kerr played for uh, Pop. So Pop. I think he took both of their personalities and fused them together. And I was just about to say that I feel like the Warriors have a little bit of everybody into one. And that's why I think they're such a good dynasty is because Steve Kerr has the whole relationships with the Greg Popovich, the whole Michael Jordans, the everybody on that standpoint, Tim Duncan. So he he knows how to put everything into one. And I think he knows how to get the best uh, product out of his players. Like you don't really see him too much yelling at his players, which they're grown men. So you don't really see too many do that. But the only person I've seen just yell at somebody like that was Greg Popovich. But I think he has the credibility and respect. So, yeah. And even Steve Kerr, like the coach, like, like I talked about earlier, credibility. I've won five championships. I've played with Michael Jordan. I've played with Tim Duncan. I've played with Pippen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when you look at his resume, it's like, what can you really question about this guy? You know what I'm saying? And so I think when it comes to getting a team to buy in, because I think that's the hardest thing when it comes to leadership, especially when, it, when it's uh, in terms of coaching, is getting a roster, a collection of guys to buy into your message. It's like, okay, well, why should I believe you? Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, well, look at my credentials, look at my right. coaching tree. Like if I was running the team, honestly, I'd look at, I'd, I'd look at that. If I was a GM and I'm looking at, okay, for a prospective coach, I'm looking at, okay, did you play? Did you win? Right. Um, one of my homeboys told me this once. He was like, if I was running a team, I couldn't hire a coach that never won a championship. How can I trust you to get to somewhere you've never been? Was what he told me. I was like, Damn, but then it made sense. You know what I'm saying? Do you agree uh, with that fully? No, no, I don't. Um, I think a smart coach is a smart coach, and you may not like a a coach who may have played like Steve Nash, let's say, right? 
Hall of Famer played at a very high level, but never won a championship. Are we going to now he hasn't he's maybe not a good example right now, but I mean, (laughs) you know, are we going to say he's just never going to be a good coach because he didn't win a championship? Um, Yeah, it's about being able to really, you know, sell your blueprint, hold guys accountable and be able to be firm on what you're on, what you talk about, what you believe in, whether it gets you fired or whether you've done like a lot of people, I think, fold. A lot of coaches, I think, fold whenever they think, oh, this might cost me my job, or this might cost me this, or this might cost me that. Like, damn that. I'm going to do it my way, and if it gets me fired, then so be it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I think that's the type of personality of somebody you got to, you know, stand with. That's what I would look for um, to answer your question. Yeah. What about you? What about you? Do you no, I agree that? 100%. Um, like I said, like, to me, the main thing is to having a – team or a person buy into what you say because it's hard for you you can be talking to you blue in the face if somebody's not gonna buy in they're not gonna really listen to you so it's do they have the respect for they have the respect from you to kind of see what you did in the past or in can they see the vision moving forward to kind of see like if you can get us to the next level so i think i agree with that 100 because like the celtics for example brad stevens are a great coach but they just for some reason didn't buy in i guess having that mentality that they have right now with uh, i forgot how his last name is pronounced he was under greg popovich as well and it's kind of like okay they bought in and i look at them they're one game from going to the uh um, nba final so yeah like last point on it you know from my example that i actually had was one of my old coaches right my, my dc that i played under um he was very big on getting us to understand what he wanted our defense to look like like he spent countless hours getting us to watch film and like okay look this is what i want this position to do and he would break everything down so it got to a point like me and him used to joke and our, our guys used to joke like we knew the scheme better than our coaches did and we like he was like bro honestly coach like you don't need to call plays like just tell us who we're following and like we'll be able to do it and we'll be able to run the scheme by ourselves you know what i'm saying it was that level of detail that he took the time to coach us on which was why like we were able to buy in because we could see the vision of what he wanted it to look like you know what i'm saying we could see it kind of play out and that's i think the level of detail where it's like if you're going to be a coach that didn't play the game you got to have all your uh ducks in order in my right. opinion I agree. All right. All right. So now going on, uh, let's get into the dating aspect stuff. You know, what people are here to th- listen to. The spicy stuff. Yes, sir. Oh, the pepper soup on the menu today. <laughs> pepper soup is back. All right. Now let's look at leadership and dating. So first off, uh, in modern you know relationships and a lot of the conversations that you hear on social media and even sometimes when I'm listening in person is this idea of um, should a man be the leader in the relationship? So what do you think about that question? Just offer it, first of all. Um, you know, that's a that is a tricky question, Obi. You know, I'm going to give it to the best of my ability because, you know, you might get some feedback, you know, women might say that's not true, but I'm just giving you my personal opinion, guys. Don't don't fault me. This is what I think. Um, do I think that your question is, do I think men should lead the relationship, right? Yes. Correct. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Oh, okay. Um, if you guys are big into religion and all that, if you go by the Bible and stuff like that, that's what's said in there as well. But do I think we should lead? Yes, but not to the point. I think when you hear lead, you hear 
you hear control. That's absolutely correct. That is very good. And that's like not that. what I mean by lead. I mean by, I always tell women, I, if I'm with a woman, I need you to pull your half as well. But as a man, mm-hmm. if somebody, if I, if, if everybody says you need to go to the left, as a hurricane coming, it's going to go to the right. And I'm like, nah, babe, we need to go to the right. That thing is going left. Mm-hmm. I think it's my job to have those things and lined up in order to kind of have that decisions planned out. And so like, if that was right, she would be like, okay, my husband led that way and he was correct. Or if there's things like financially, like right now, the market for housing is very, very crazy right now. And then it's a seller's market. Wow. If we had a house and she's like, I don't want to leave. I want to stay here. We have kids, this and this. And I knew our, our asking price was like a hundred or $200,000 over the asking price. I would sit there and say, babe, we have to go. I don't, honestly, I don't care which I'm actually, I talked to you about it, but I'm really just telling you that we're leaving. Cause this is like an opportunity that we cannot take. So there's just different things that you can lead on. There's things that a woman can lead on too. But I think majority of the time, I think a man has to be able to make those decisions and lead because as a woman, I think a lot of women do look for a man who can have those responsibilities and have those features to kind of for them to feel protected. Because if a man can lead, I think a woman feels very protected. So I kind of keep it not to go too crazy on it, but I do think that's what we need to do as as millennials is explain things a little better because when when they hear this topic, they're going to say, oh, you're trying to control us. Yep. This is what I'm talking about. You guys don't want us to be in. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying this is what I feel like. It just, I don't know. It, just, it depends. We're going to probably get some backlash as well. So I, I got a couple of backlashes of what I said already. So I can't wait to hear more of it. Dr. London Ogletree, you dropping a little bit of pepper soup for the culture. But, yeah, but there's some gems in that. Okay, so to kind of bring it all home, what do you think of this if I say it? I think man, his ability to lead is uh, tied to your ability to be able to have the answers and have the and have the ability to have the final say and lead and have the direction, um, you know, for the relationship to land and where it can go. You know, sort of like when you're you have to have the ability to where when your woman asks you, you know, what are we supposed to do? How do we fix this? You have a way and a direction for you guys to go. You have a response for everything that she has, every complaint. And then you're able to even empower her when it comes time for like, hey, I'm not as strong in this area. You know, I'm, I'm going to try to give you this power. I'm going to empower you, my woman, to, you know, take the lead on this because I know you're stronger at this than I am. You know, that is ab- that's absolutely what it is like that right there that you should take that quote and put it on your forehead. If anybody <laughs> ask you kind of what you feel about the leadership, because that's what it kind of is, is like a. um we're out here to make each other better. But like, if, the, if you ever need me for anything, my job is to make your situation better for me, you, kids, whatever. And if I don't have that, it's for me to say, look, you're better at that than me. Maybe you can teach me a little bit of something and you can teach the kids something and we can learn off each other instead of as, oh, you don't have the answer for everything. Why am I with you then? Like, no, that's not how we get better. So mm-hmm. I think that was a great way how you explained it. Yeah, because I think leadership is all about 
um, being able to improve the collective and, and understanding, okay, what's the big picture at the end of all of this? Not, I have the power, I have the control, and I'm allowed to delegate and do whatever I want. It's like, no, okay, as a leader, as someone who has the responsibility of other people, I have to also understand my strengths, my weaknesses. I play on my strengths. I try to strengthen my weaknesses, or if I am with a partner, with the woman who is strong in this area better than I am, then I look to her and say, hey, you're better at this, what would you do here? Or what do you think of this? I'm thinking about doing this, do you agree, do you not agree? You know, you should be able to rely on your partner for their opinion and for their input. That's what it's all about, in my opinion. 100%. Dang, all right. Now, an example of kind of why this whole leadership and relationship stuff came about, honestly, keeping it a buck, um, I was out with the homie and we, we met some ladies and, um, you know, I'm, I'm big on asking questions and getting women's opinions whenever I have some of these things. I don't like looking at social media because that's just people talking, but I like to really have that in-person interaction. So whenever I started hearing all this stuff about men and women and leadership and, you know, men don't know how to lead, I was asking some of the women we were out with, I was like, you know, I hear this this thing from different women about men not being able to lead. What does that mean to y'all? And uh, what the women actually um, responded to me, they gave me some really good answers. Um, so let me know what you think about this. Uh, what one woman said was, when it comes to leadership, it's kind of the whole thing of the ability to be able to plan a date, right? Like he doesn't even know like how to ask me or even just to say like, hey, we're going here at this time. Does that work? Be ready. Boom. You know what I'm saying? Like even that ability to be able to do that, the guy struggled with. You know, she was telling me that I would do that willingly because he took the lead and took charge, you know, but the fact of the matter is he wasn't firm on that or he didn't even have the ability to ask me to do that. So that's what she was talking about when she said that the man that she was talking to didn't have leadership abilities. Right. So what do you think about that whenever it's said to you? You know what? I've heard this so many times and <laughs> there's they're honestly right. Like, I'm not yeah. going to lie to you. They're yeah. honestly right. Like, women are definitely right in this one because I I think I'm pretty good at taking lead and saying, but I also have my times where I'm like, I don't care if we go here or here. Like, do you want to do this or this? And by like, why do you keep asking me? Like, do you want to do this? Or this? Just tell me, make the date, plan this, say this is what you need to wear, and I'll, and I'll be ready. And that's where I think we lack because we don't, as men, we don't look at it as, serious as look as serious as women do and it's like they're the, the fact that we said like the whole this is what i think you should wear the the theme is red or black or whatever white this is what you need to wear if you need to go to the mall on friday let's go here let's go shopping it's one of the whole planning agenda and we sometimes struggle with that but also where we struggle at in leading is i've heard a lot of women going like first dates this and this and they don't know how to hold a conversation or have several conversations to even get to that point where the woman wants to let them leave. Because I asked so many women, like, what do y'all talk about at the dinner? And they be like, we talk about, they talk about, I don't know what they talk about, but they don't talk about, like, I asked them questions and they be like, well, I never got asked that. I'm like, when you go on dates, what do you talk about? And they be like, well, we don't talk about nothing. I'm like, what do you sit down for two hours and talk about? So she's 100 right we a lot of us men don't know how to lead and i've heard it plenty of times so clearly they're right about this um a lot of times we get i would say we get bashed but we get a lot of people that tell me that um 
I'm taking men's side majority of the time, but right here, guys, I'm taking the woman's side, and I do agree with y'all. A lot of us don't know how to lead, not me. Um, so you speak for you. <laughs> but I'm saying majority of men in around the world struggle with that, and I've struggled with it a little bit, but you gotta, gotta, I don't know. I don't know how to even express this. Like, do you think- I got you, I got you on something. I'm gonna put you on the spot here, L. And honestly, this question might be a little controversial, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. So based off of a point you brought up previously, and then what you just said now, men don't know how to lead. Is it really that? Or is it that women don't know or want to follow? What do you think about that question? <laughs> so women not want to follow. Yes. So what I mean by that is, okay, so you just brought up, huh? If you mean probably just like, we do express that and we do voice that and they just don't. What I mean is, let's say you do get the woman out on the date, right? You are able to have the leadership ability to ask her out. She goes out with you, but then when you try to hold a conversation with her, like you said, she's not engaged, right? She doesn't, or, you know, you try to set a date with her and then it's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to go there. Let me go here. I don't want to go to this restaurant. I will go to that restaurant. Or, you know, why do we have to go here? Can't we do this? Why, why do we have to do that activity? So it's that initial point of contention off rip where it's like, Okay, I I took charge, I took the lead, I I gave you a place for us to go, but because I hear this from men, you know, I'm just trying to keep it balanced. I hear this rebuttal from men a lot that, well, I tried to set a date, but then she doesn't want to go there. So I'm like, okay, well, let me just try to bring both sides and let's try to find a happy balance. I'm not here to say one side is right or wrong. I'm just trying to say, okay, well, we hear it from women here, then I hear this from guys here. What's the medium what's the balance what's the issue that is also a true point so i see like i said like i don't think we ever come on here and try to be biased for men like i think we just give our opinion but you know you're gonna have people who agree and don't agree but yeah it's also a fair point because there's been times where um i've spoke to women and they like, i don't want to go here or let's do this or like i'm like well i've already gave you five options at that point you're picking and that's how direct I am with people like, okay, I've already gave you five options. We're going here. No, I don't want seafood. Okay. Well, let's go to, uh, let's go to a steakhouse. No, I'm not feeling steak. Well, you know what, whatever you want, you tell me and we, we can just go. So it's like drink at water. Then But I can only speak on the people I hang out with and whatever. Like I do think we do we do ask those things, but we also struggle at sometimes. And we'd be like, what do you have a taste for? Like, to me, the reason why I ask that is because I will pick, I just want to make sure what you have a taste for. And I think someone would be like, well, why are you asking me? Just tell me, I'll go. I'm like, well, if you don't even like this, why would I even say sushi or something like, so it, it's a hit or miss. I know I, you can't win for losing. I was like, what I've learned as a man in my opinion, <laughs> happy wife happy life i don't agree with it but it just that's going to keep your relationship going and y'all i think obi don't agree with it but i just i don't either but it just Obi don't agree with what mm-hmm. happy wife happy life motto of it's <laughs> like i've heard i hear 50 40 60 year olds say like i just happy wife happy life to me and like they're a lot older than me i'm like I'm like, and I was I'm like, you know what, Dan or whoever, Wayne, I'm like, I just can't. 
it's hard for me to get in that mindset because I agree with it. But like, if the other person as a woman is wrong, why can't they be wrong? And we just say, I was wrong. Can we move on it? But if I was wrong, it's Afghanistan and it's get on me, tell me what I did wrong. But if they're not right, it's sorry, babe, whatever. You're asking valid questions. Well, then I mean, I wish I had the answers for you, but unfortunately, the pot is out of pepper soup for this moment. So, <laughs> uh, but no, I, I do. Sticking on the point, though, I think what I think what happens is that from a guy's perspective, well, from a woman's perspective, what I'll just what I'll just say and advise is that don't go out with a guy that you're not attracted to, because I think that's really what what is the T, is that women will try to go, you know, they'll say, oh, I'll go out with you with a guy that they really have lukewarm interest in. So when he, you know, proposes, like, let's go get ice cream, it's like, hmm, I need a little bit more investment than ice cream, right? Or, or I need a little bit more, you know, than just sushi or, you know, just Olive Garden. I want maestros or something, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? So you get that aspect. And then guys say, well, I keep trying to put in all this effort. And I think that's the problem. It's like, if a woman... You know, if you say if you're at least willing to take the you know effort and make the effort of you know setting a date, and she's not going for that first choice, okay, maybe one other alternative as a means of like saying okay, maybe you don't like this or maybe you're allergic to this. What about this? I like if it's if she doesn't like one restaurant, then I would say try a different activity altogether, maybe. And then if she's not going for the second thing, then it's like all right, like okay, you don't you just don't want to go out with me because you know one thing I've. I've learned from talking with women is that when she's like, when she likes a guy enough, there's really no bad date option. It's a matter of her wanting to be with the guy more so than her wanting to go to the restaurant. The restaurant shouldn't take precedence on, over the experience with the guy you're dating, in my opinion. Yeah, because I would have heard anybody say what you just said to me about no Olive Garden or sushi, we're going to master up. I would have immediately left. <laughs> that would have been the deal break. I would have walked, oh. I, mean, I, I hear some wild stuff. I just listen. I'm like, okay, that's gonna be that's gonna be talked about on the pod. I mean, again, that's those particular women. Obviously, they're great women out there and all that other stuff. This isn't to bash, but I'm just saying these are real experiences that you know people talk about and I hear on a regular basis. So I'm like, well, you know, and I tell those guys, I'm like, you need to pick better quality women. It's the same thing that from the standpoint of who are aligned with your, you know thought process and the way you think you know what i'm saying um that's what older mentors have always told me it's like mike you know just make sure you pick a woman who kind of fits your mentality your lifestyle and you know who you can kind of vibe with who you have a connection with who's interested in you and then in turn make sure that you're attracted to her because you're going to be more willing to put in the effort to make things work and to lead and to be attractive and you know those type of things for that woman so i think that's what it's all about is just having someone who you have chemistry with um and then from there this whole leadership stuff really won't be that big of a deal anyway, but I, I see it. I see it as an issue. So I feel like we should talk about it because it's a pressing issue is my whole thing. That boy coming with bars. Obi's with the bars today, y'all. Hey man, you know, I'm just trying to find solutions and, you know, to these issues. For find the, the solutions. That is key because I don't, I've lost all the solutions. And drop gems, man. See, we can't lose hope. I, there's a lot of things that go on in this mind. And honestly, y'all, London does a good job of indulging me because I, I have a lot of shit I talk about. But <laughs> I ask a lot of questions, man. But, you know, I, it's all about learning and having someone to bounce ideas off of. So I, I appreciate him, you know, indulging me. 
All right. But let's 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 stick on though. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think good leadership looks like in a relationship? Whether it's a guy or whether you know a guy you know dating a woman or it's women dating, it's men dating, whatever the case may be. What does good leadership look like in your opinion? London Ogletree. I'm kidding. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear that, ladies. <laughs> There you, go. there you go follow uh, lead. follow L- l's lead bro that's all it is on the side no on the series no i think good leadership comes from somebody who is very understanding someone willing to listen but also able to wanting to see someone grow i think i heard somebody tell me they was like i don't think you should want me to do better for myself i should want it for myself i said yes but like as a significant <laughs> other if i'm in your life is supposed to, I feel like it should be my duties or not duties, but my obligation to want to make you improve in life financially, emotionally, mentally, and make you get to a higher level. I said, if I'm up here and you're down here, I don't want you to be down. I want you to be right here or if not over me. So it was like, and she was like, well, I don't think, um, I don't think that's just something that that's your job and i'm like well shoot that's weird that's just how i that's how i that's part of my leadership i feel like if i was in a relationship is like if i was in a relationship i feel like my job is to always elevate the mind and always make sure that they're they need they don't need me for nothing so i mean I, definitely there's other leadership ways but um i think it's to make sure that everybody's heard and not just yelled everybody yelling everybody screaming but just kind of hear everybody's voice and opinions and kind of go from there you know, I just thought of something, though. Um, our way that we're depicting leadership in a relationship comes from this idea that I think that the male is up here, you know, in the and he's trying to build the woman up, right? What if the roles were flipped? And let's say... <clears throat> That'd be great. The woman maybe has the higher status job. Maybe she's making more money. Maybe she has the higher income. Whatever the case may be, she's perceived as up here maybe the guy's trying to ascend towards that does leadership does leadership look different in that dynamic and if so what does leadership look like if it's the man who's still expected to be the leader how can he lead if he has someone who maybe has more money than him more status more success or maybe is seen as over him quote unquote great question i've talked about this numerous times um, I think the thing, the problem is, I think women think that we just want to have the power or whatever. And to mm-hmm. me, I don't think it's like that from in my standpoint of it. Mm-hmm. I always tell women, like, if I could be a stay-at-home dad and you make all the money, you pay all the bills, you go pay for college, the trucks, cars, whatever, and you, you pay for all that, mm-hmm. I shut up and do whatever you say. But it's like, for me, it's, I think it's more of like a, obligation now for them to like which is they should stand up for themselves and i i definitely agree like if you want to be if you want to be on that point where you don't want anybody to look down at you which i don't i don't look down on a woman just because they cook or clean i i actually value women more who do those duties and have those qualities about themselves but i think it's such Mm -hmm. i think they're in a a fight i'm not gonna say they're in a fight within themselves but they're trying to like, I think they sabotage a lot of things because they're trying to prove to us that we're the big homies too. I'm like, 
look, we're not trying to, like, I'm not trying to argue, which I ain't trying to, you, you trying to prove something to me when I already know that you're a big homie, but you're trying to prove something to me. You're trying to fight That's with good. me and I'm not trying to fight with you. That's I'm good. That's very good. That if you need to mount this TV, you need me to cut this grass, you need me to change your brakes, this, whatever, whatever. That is my obligation and my duties as your husband, boyfriend, whatever. If I need, if some days I come from the gym or something, you have a cooked meal, you wash my clothes, you fold my clothes, you clean my bathroom. I appreciate that because you're doing things that you know that's going to make my life easier from that point when I get home and it's going to make me want to run through a wall with you. Just like I don't want you driving on a uh, road with no messed up brakes or rotors or whatever, just because I care about you not dying. So it's like everybody's not thinking about the bigger picture instead of just like they're just thinking like, oh, he's trying to make me an old housewife. No, you just do this better than me. Or you might be able to see things in the house like cleaning this, like, oh, something in the corner, like that's not my type of clean. Let me do this so my husband is nice. I make sure he's protected and make sure he has a nice warm meal. That's all I say. But talking to other people about this and talking to other women is like talking to a wall sometimes. And it just, it irks me. So I just don't even say it too much anymore. I just like the people who get it, get it. The people who don't get it, don't get it. And that's all I can do. But that's how I feel of good uh, leadership. God damn. Uh, boy, no, no. London dropping channels, man. That was that's fire. No, that was fire, man. Hey, man, I'm a clip that for sure. That that was good, bro. That's good shit. <laughs> but because you hit the nail on the head, it's not about like I love what you said about like okay, you you you're so caught up in trying to prove that you're the big home when I already know that, I already understand that, I already respect that. The fact that you're successful, you definitely have a level of drive to. But I think, like you said, where guys see it differently is like the fact that you are able to do all of that, if you still have the energy, if you still put in the effort to bring and make a meal when you get home from work, like that's just going to make me want to run through a wall for you. Like, I'm still going to appreciate that. If you're with the guy who doesn't appreciate what you do as a wife, then that's, 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 that's a different that's issue. That's a different that's a problem. Different issue. That's right? a whole different issue. Right. And I think that's where it get, the, you know, the two lines kind of get muddied and mixed up. It's like, I'm trying to be successful so that I won't be with the guy who will disrespect me. It's like, no, you being successful and then you finding a guy who respects you are two different things, right? You still have to, you know, there's still things that a woman wants out of her man. And there's still things a man wants out of his woman. Those things aren't going to change no matter our career paths. People think because I have this career, that career, I can demand more things. Maybe so. But at the end of the day, you have to understand your partner is going to want something out the interaction above anything else. And then from there, it's about finding compromise. And that's what people don't want to do these days. It's all about my way, no way. And if I don't get things 100%, you know, the way I want them, then this is a bad relationship. This is abusive. This is this. This is that. This isn't a good partner. That's not a good person. And that's where I think it's messed up. People are so quick to label things one of abusive relationship, bad relationship, this and this. And I think what it is is men and women so quick to say, well, they're not as wifey as they used to be. And women are like, well, we're so at a point where we saw women back then have no say because they had no money. Now I'm gonna make Mm -hmm. sure I have some say by having money where I'm like, at the end of the day, if you're with the man who does that, then you should just leave at the 
in the first place. So it's like, you have to know who you're getting with. And that's why I say it takes time to get to know somebody. Cause like somebody can show you that they're good or some fake good for six months to seven months. Yep. But it's like, if you were somebody and you're talking and taking it slow for a year or so, it's going to be hard for that person to keep being perfect for a year. They're going to have to have some slip ups and show you who they really are. Mm-hmm. You can't really break that character. You're going to break that character after a year. Yep. So for me, that's why I always tell people, let me see who you really are. Let me get to know you. Cause like, I'm going to know who you really are by really paying attention for you for a year. So I think women kind of got to let go of that. Like we're not trying to let them have say or this. Cause like, like I said, I don't speak for me. I, I love an independent, strong woman tell me to shut up sometimes. Like you talking too much or I need somebody to tell me that because I talk a lot of, I talk a lot of shit. And it's like, if you don't, if you don't tell me that I need to just be quiet or you saying too much or you're not better than me, like, that's not gonna work for me personally so like everybody has a person for themselves like me i need somebody like if i'm out in public and i just speak my mind she need to be like you're talking too much i'm like, all right my bad i'm chilling <laughs> so it's like it just it just depends on who's good for you and like somebody might be different for you open somebody might be different for blake whatever like whoever so it just depends on who we're all talking to and whoever our friends or girlfriends that we had know like they're talking to everybody's a different requirement of what works for them not one shoe fits all and it's like oh just because this guy talks a lot of mess or this girl does this like i don't know it's just a like i said it goes back to social media messed everything but i agree i mean hit the nail on the head again it's like i always say that i take time dating a woman and being able to understand and like you said you got to get to know who you're really trying to build a life with now like I call it dating a person's representative. You got to get past the representative and see who that real person is underneath. Because when it's initial, when everybody's trying to do the right thing and trying to create a good impression, oh, yeah, I'll be willing to run through a wall for you. Oh, yeah, I'll be able to do this. Oh, no, yeah, absolutely. You can do all that. Then once they start to get past that comfort level and it's like, okay, now what are we really getting ourselves into? Now let's see what happens when you've got some time and when the cupcake phase, when the honeymoon phase is over and you're really in the relationship phase where, you know, you're having to figure stuff out, you're having to battle through conflict. Like, is she going to fold? Is she the type to get volatile? Is she the type to, you know, call you out your name, hit you, whatever the case may be? Or is she just the type to where, oh, things aren't going my way? Well, then I'm going uh, to do something that's going to harm the relationship. Like all those things, you have to really understand the type of person uh, you're dating and how they handle conflict, how they handle you, what they do or, or what they don't do. You know what I'm saying? All those things are important to me. So like, cause I, I get, I get kind of criticized from like, like you want to spend how many years, you know, dating woman before you can marry her. I'm like, you know, it's going to take at least a good three, four five, you know, whatever the case may be. That to me is not wasting time. It's all about experience and about like, okay, let's see, you know, what we're, we're able to accomplish you you know when you put the time in with somebody um you know i've heard women kind of say to me like oh, well that's wasted time if you guys don't get married or if your your initial thought isn't to get married then that's just wasting time i'm like i don't see it that way you know what i'm saying because no experience no time is wasted if you're doing things to progress forward you mean so boy last yeah that last piece we did good right there <laughs> anyway shit you know what i'm saying it's all about just trying to 
bring gems culture man just trying to figure these things out man we're, i mean we're doing it in real time at least we're having conversations and really trying to bring our thoughts to light and kind of bounce them off rather than just saying well this is the way we are you got to accept it no nah, you got to always try to look to reflect and to try to be better you know what i'm saying and you know try to figure things out try to amend trying to compromise and figure out okay what is things that okay these are things you need to be firm on and then these are things that really aren't that big of a deal you mean i agree all right let's close this out then so what's your take home with this week's message and with this week's conversation i mean it's kind of good kind of touched on a couple of different bases yeah, touched on a couple of different i think you can use this um this message here for this like episode just for a lot of different you can use this for work you can use this for sports you can use it for relationships mm -hmm. um this kind of helped kind of like if you're if you're struggling with leadership, like for me, like I said, I just got in a role where I had to kind of develop that even more. And it's like, if you're running into that same situation, this might can help you. If you're running into a situation with relationships where you're struggling, where like you just got in a relationship, you don't know how to handle it. This might be an answer for that. If you're in sports and you're trying to figure out like, maybe I'm coming too hard off on my teammates or my coaches or I'm a coach, like whatever you are, it's principal, like whatever this can help you in different angles. And I think this is kind of where I learned because I definitely learned something from, even though I was speaking it, uh, I learned stuff from like Obi and me right here, just saying like how I can kind of move accordingly, uh, moving forward and develop my leadership role. So um, I just learned a lot from this. So that's kind of what I took from it on the leadership side of it. And most definitely trying to build the person up holistically. Right. Just not just look at one aspect, but just understand that like leadership and all the stuff that we talk about really can kind of build a person's entire personality. And like it's translatable to not just dating, but to your work life, to your school life and how you carry yourself in real time. You know what I'm saying? Right. That uh, that's what the whole goal of this week, in my opinion, was about is just trying to understand like, look, this applies everywhere. It's not just the yes. one thing. And you have to really always be trying to be better for yourself and in being better for yourself, you're better for those around you is my whole thing. All right. All right. All right. That'll do it for this week. Y'all. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Hope we were able to drop some gems and some knowledge for y'all. Um, as always, we appreciate you guys who support us. Like I said, um, continue to spread the message by subscribing to our YouTube and for insight, subscribe, turn on your notifications so you can get notified when all the gems drop, leave us five-star rating on your listening platforms like Spotify and anchor, and just keep on rocking with us, tapping in with us on social media. You can follow me at obi.mike56 on IG, L, plug your Instagram. And you can follow me at London underscore Ogletree at this time. Y'all should know how to spell my last name, so I'm not going to spell it out again. Um, <laughs> so just follow me at London underscore Ogletree on IG and all platforms. Definitely appreciate y'all. All right. Catch y'all next week. We out. Feet on the ground with a proof you wrong mindset. I'd rather go out on my sword to have my mind tap. The ones with eyes can never see, I make the blind clap. I'm bringing back that type of sound that wants to find rap. Divine rap, homie.